Hello everyone and welcome back to OK Yep. Before I begin, I have two little disclaimers. The first is that I apologize if the sound isn't that good today. Um, I left my microphone at school as I do. I li- hang on, I'm gonna sneeze. Yeah. Okay. Um, I literally had a thought. I was like, oh, I need to take my microphone home with me because I should catch up on doing some little episodes. And guess what? I forgot my microphone. But it's okay. I have my computer and that's the most important thing. Uh, My second disclaimer is if you couldn't already tell by the title, I'm going to be talking about body image, um, relationship with food and body and um, disordered eating. So if that's triggering or if that might be a topic you may not be interested in hearing or if it could be triggering or if you will get any type of negative feeling from this episode, um, please don't listen because I'm just sharing my experience and I'm not an expert and I'm not trying to give advice or words of wisdom. This is just what I've been going through, what's worked for me, what's hasn't worked for me and just my journey through it all. So I just wanted to put that out there before I began. But besides that, um, let's start with the national day calendar. So it is national espresso day, which is fitting because I am tired and I'm going to go get coffee today. So that is fitting. Um, it is national deal week. Well, that makes sense. Um, Drinksgiving. I was going to get a drink today, but I'm trying to give my little liver a break because last weekend was a fun weekend for me. Um, national eat a cranberry day. Um, let's see. Let's choose one more. Aw, national thankful for my dog day. That's cute. Um, okay, let's do one more. It's a lot of birthdays today. Let's find national cashew day. Sure, we'll limit that one. Um, So if any of those resonate with you, go celebrate and um, go have fun. For a little recap of how, where it's been going, how I've been doing since last time we talked, um, I, it's, it was a pretty chill week because it was that, we're still in that break of um, cross country and track. And so I have two weeks off, which is really nice. And that's kind of why I wanted to do this episode because I'm in a completely different mindset than I was at this point last year. And I did an episode on this topic last year around this time. And so I kind of want to compare how I'm doing. But it's been overall a really good week. And it's been nice to catch up on some sleep and catch up on doing, having some more me time. And it's been really nice to be home and have a good amount of time off. And I got into my first grad school, which is exciting. That happened yesterday. Um, And then for specifics of what happened today that's positive, it's still pretty early. By early, I mean 1.30. But I slept in a lot, probably more than I really have almost ever. And so that was good, except now I'm still tired. I feel that kind of happens when you sleep in too much. You get really tired. But I'm trying to give myself really just free reign and a lot of leeway this week because I've been go, go, go with practices and school and just everything else I have going on. So I'm really trying to be forgiving with myself. And if I need to sleep in, I'll sleep in. And if I need to do nothing and just hang around, I'm going to let myself do that. 
because that's really hard for me to do because I'm such a go, go, go person. Um, yeah, but today I I think it's going to be another chill day. I think my family's doing a bonfire, which is going to be fun. We like to do those a lot. And just get ready for Thanksgiving tomorrow. I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this week for a really long time just because I've been needing that little break. I've been needing to kind of get away from school, have a little social break, have an academic break, physical break, all the types of breaks you can imagine. And so here we are and it's it's nice to be home and it's nice to have my own shower. Granted, I have my own shower at school, but it's still nice to, there's something about being home. However, as I get older, I'm like, oh, I don't live here. <laughs> like, I feel like freshman year when I came home, this was still very much like my house. And now when I come home, I feel like my room's kind of become like the dumping room for extra storage. And so I'm like, every time I get into my room, I'm like, oh, dang, there's just random boxes and stuff here. I got to work around that. But it's the whole house itself, not just my room that I can escape to, which is nice. So, um, going into today's episode, like I said, we're going to be talking about some body image stuff because around this time every year, I kind of do a check-in about, I guess, two years ago when I started the podcast, it was around this time, maybe a little bit before, but nonetheless, this in the fall, I talked about my history with body image issues and eating and all of that. And then um, last year, I did kind of a check-in since that time and whoa that's crazy sorry I I just had a really I had a big glitch because I feel like last year me and two years ago me are so far apart in age that I didn't believe myself that that was a thing whoa sorry that was weird um so then now I'm gonna do another check-in and kind of just talk about how I've grown and the journey, and just plans for the future. So let's get started, shall we? Okay, so the idea for this episode started because I was talking with a few of my friends. We went out um, for dinner last weekend, and I don't know how it got brought up about this. I'm very open about my history of disordered eating and my relationship with my body and kind of just, I was just kind of walking them through everything. And if any of you are curious on that entire journey, um, you can listen to the first body image podcast that I did. It's, I I haven't listened to it since posting it, but I'm sure it still holds up because I, I do remember I thought of some things afterward that I didn't include in there. Um, but more or less, it's pretty accurate to what I was kind of going through in high school. And so if you need any refreshers or anything, feel free to listen to that just because if I don't want to have to repeat myself, if people have already listened to it and I don't want to become a broken record. So I was talking to my friends just about it because, um, I'm going to do a little bit of recap, but not a fully in-depth one because in high school, it was always really difficult for me. Um, I'd say starting around sophomore year, just with different eating habits and confidence in my body, which I think is so normal for really anyone. Um, I think most people go through some form of body dysmorphia 
And I think it's interesting because still to this day, I don't know what I look like. And I'll get into that a little bit later because um, that takes a little bit more elaboration. Um, But so in high school, I remember really struggling with this primarily. It kind of started sophomore year, but then went into junior and senior year. And I remember um, just some of the over-exercising, restricting, um, binging, and abusing laxatives. I remember getting, ordering diet pills online and my mom would find them and throw them away. So then I'd like go through, go through all this effort to get them again and disguise them as something else. Like I, it really was a struggle for a really long time. And I look back at some of my um, pictures I took in junior and senior year, specifically in the, in my my eyes only on Snapchat, because, um, that's where I took a lot of my pictures where it was just of like my body. And it's so crazy. Cause I remember in the, the moment I was like, I need to lose weight. I'm so big. I need to, like, I'm not skinny enough, but I look at that. And I'm like, I don't know how I didn't break in half. And I think if you look at pictures from the outside, um, I might have looked, it might have not looked like anything was going on, but when I look, I'm going through them now, when I look at these pictures, I'm just very two-dimensional and very, um, you can just see like my individual ribs and my like skinny pack. And if you know me, that's not how my body should look. I'm a very athletic build. I'm a very like, I have broad shoulders. Like that's not how that body might work for other people with genetics, but that's not how mine should necessarily look. And I know that now I still get into the, I still fall into the um, trap of kind of wanting that to happen. Um, But going into, so then after all of my behaviors started junior year with really, like I said before, the restricting, over-exercising, um, purging, abusing laxatives, getting diet pills, um, not letting myself have certain foods, counting calories, like you name it, I did it in some capacity. Um, I had a lot of food fears. That's, that was a big one for me. Um, I, I talked about those specific food fears, I think either in my first body image podcast or the second one, again, you can go back and listen to specifics. Um, but I'm kind of just giving an overall thing right now. Um, it's funny because when I look through these pictures, I remember taking certain pictures and them in my head when I took them, I was like, this is going to be my before picture before I like lose a bunch of weight. But I'm like, I I had no weight to lose. Like, that's so crazy that I thought that at one point. Um, so then a couple of teachers had in my high school had noticed some of the issues that I was having and they talked to me about it and they emailed my mom and it it definitely people were starting to notice none was what I'm trying to say um and so I ended up starting to go to therapy specifically for this disordered eating stuff um and really working on that and it did carry into senior year a little bit but I feel like junior was like the really intense time for it um And then I got a lot better just with 
how I felt. And then um, freshman year of college, I got freshman 15 just from drinking and experiencing things for the first time and, you know, dining hall food, being in a weird routine. I was barely getting sleep because I would just stay up till like 4 a.m. every night, like not healthy habits. But in a way, that's when I was my heaviest was freshman year of college. But almost that's when I thought about my body the least, which is so interesting. It's almost like I needed to hit that. I needed to see that despite gaining weight, it was all okay. And I needed to see that in order for me to be like, oh, I, this doesn't need to be an issue all the time. Granted, it, it still was always kind of floating in the back of my mind, but it wasn't as intense as it was in high school. And then when quarantine hit, I was just running a lot. Um, again, I'm, I'm going through this really quickly just because you all can go back and listen to the other ones. Um, but I began running a lot because there was nothing else to do. I always ran in high school, but um, I had stopped competing when entering college. So I started running a lot freshman year. And that's when I decided I was going to compete again in college um, with cross country and then eventually track. Um, but because through this kind of training, I lost a good amount of weight and I hit that more happy medium of, you know, not quite the unhealthy skinny I was in high school, but also not, I wasn't carrying extra weight from drinking and eating poorly. So it was, I was starting to find that happy medium. Um, and then I remember talking with a friend and this is something that really hit me. I mentioned this before, but she said, you know, when I'm old in my 80 year old wrinkly body and I'm reflecting on my life, I'm not going to be thinking of what I ate and how I looked. I'm going to be thinking about the experiences I had and how good of a person I was and who, like my memories and how I treated people. And it's so true. And that really hit me hard because I'm like, that's, it's so like, it, this is such a, I feel like anyone who experiences eating disordered behaviors and stuff like that, it can seem like the end of the world if you don't look the way you want. But if you think forward to when you're when you're going to be reflecting back on your life, it's going to seem like nothing. And you eating that, I don't know, that extra dessert isn't going to mean anything. Um, so fast forward about a year later to when I was going into junior year of college, I was going through a really rough spot mentally. Again, I've done a podcast on this. You can listen to it. Um, but because I was going through such a rough spot mentally, I was beginning to relapse in my eating disorder. And I remember the first time I went to the bathroom to try to make myself throw up, I was like, oh no, not again. Like it's been, it had been so long. And that had been something that I then had to really work on and heal through over the summer. So I was both trying to get my mental health anxiety under control, but then also the mental health eating disorder slash the physical toll it was having under control. So it was this constant battle I was having with myself and I was working overtime to just get myself healthier and get myself help. Um, because that is something I think that I'm very aware when things do start to happen or spiral, I really try to get them under control 
and I know kind of the steps I need to do. I'm very, I feel like I'm very self-aware and I know I can sense when things might be going downhill. Um, so throughout junior year, that's when my eating disorder started to kind of like fluctuate. So sometimes it would be really good. Sometimes, and as in good, I mean, I wouldn't exhibit any behaviors. And sometimes I would fall into the trap again of being, you know, counting calories and um, restricting and trying to, you know, get food out of my system, all that fun stuff. Not fun stuff. (laughs) Um, But around this time last year, when we were on our break for cross country into track, I remember it being so difficult for me not to run every day because they really try to stress, don't run it. Like use these two weeks of rest. Don't run because your body, we have been running since June. Like give your body that two weeks rest of not putting impact on your joints and letting yourself heal and just like take time. And it was so difficult for me. And I remember being, I was in a show then and I remember being backstage and sitting on the floor I'd made myself overnight oats and I was just starting to disassociate because I could not bring myself to eat them. It was so difficult for me and I forget if I ended up eating them or not, but it was really difficult for me to not supplement eating with exercise, which is a trap I've fallen into before where I think I have to earn my food or I think I have to, you know, supplement it with exercise in some way. And so that was a really big struggle. So I started meeting with the dietitian at my school and she gave me some meal plans and some goals because not only that, I'd also been really anemic around this time, which came both from um, me being a vegetarian and obviously not eating red meat, but then also from some of the disordered eating I was exhibiting because, you know, you can get iron from other things, but if you don't eat, you're not going to get iron. Um, and so as the, as the year went on, I think when track started up again in December, I became, I don't want to say healthier, but I, the disordered eating kind of got pushed to the back burner. Like I said, it very much fluctuates and every few months it kind of comes back and, um, so life continues as normal and then spring comes again, relapses again. So it's, again, it's this constant, you know, ebb and flow of when it comes and when it leaves. So remember during the spring, it started happening again and I started to exhibit some of the behaviors um, and it was making running really difficult. And my, the dietitian I'd met with, she'd always say, she'd always say, think of your body like a car. If you don't give a car gas, it's not going to go. And that's the same thing with food. And although when I fall into these disordered eating spouts, how I look and what I eat is really, really important to me. But ultimately running is more important to me than that in a way. So like that really hit me hard because I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be a good runner if I don't fuel myself. So I was really trying to get back on track in the spring going into the summer Um, and then summer, this summer was all really, really good. And it was, I think one, I think the best summer I've had and just with everything that happened and the new person that I was and now am. Um, and I think 
and then fall came this year. And again, like I said, this disordered eating kind of comes around every few months, but I kind of know when it's about to happen and when it's happening and when my intrusive thoughts come in and I am able to catch it, which is good. I'm able to be like, oh, that's, that's silly. <laughs> that's not what we want to be thinking of. And so I, this happened like a month and a half ago where I could tell that I was beginning to relapse again just with some of the thoughts I was having. And so I was like, oh, no, no, I, <laughs> we're not doing this. We're not doing this. And so um, I talked to my therapist about it. And I think just like saying it out loud. Sometimes that's like the best thing you can do is just saying it out loud because then you can hear yourself say it. You can have someone to listen. And at least your energy on that one topic or thing that's bothering you isn't being just like recirculating inside of you. It's then being put out into the universe, which can be a good thing. Sometimes there's not like a physical thing that can be done to stop it, but just allowing that energy to leave your system can be really healing, which I think was in a way. And I talked to a few, a few friends about it and they let me know that they were always there for me. Um, so that's the thing. Like, I think I know I'm pretty good. I've been dealing with this for five, six years. So I think I'm really good at being in tune with my body now. And so I think in high school, it was so new and it was so scary because I didn't know what was going on and I couldn't stop it. And then last like a year and a half ago when my mental health wasn't the best, um, again, I, it was scary for me, but I knew I could stop it. It was just a little bit more difficult because I had so much other baggage going on and dealing with things. But as I've grown and as I've become more equipped with it and learned about myself more and become better in tune with my thoughts and my actions and everything, I think I'm a lot more capable of knowing what to do when and to almost like validate that it's happening. I think it'd be worse if I ignored it. I think it's important for me to be like, oh, I'm, uh-oh, I'm having these disordered eating thoughts again. Time to talk to my therapist or time to um, look at my old dietitian plans and just get some inspiration. Like anything like that, that's um, going to help put the energy somewhere rather than just putting it down. Because if you keep putting your energy down, it's going to explode at one point and then it's going to be even worse than if you were to just let out little spouts every few months. Um, and so I want to go back to the whole body dysmorphia thing because I, that is one thing that I am still, I wouldn't say struggling with because it's not necessarily something I find a problem. It is, but like, it's not necessarily this thing where I'm like, oh, this sucks. This sucks. Um, but I think everyone struggles with body dysmorphia in some capacity, whether it's like building up a certain amount of muscle or or being a certain weight or if you're if you don't like your height or if you don't like the way that your nose look I don't know, whatever it is, I think that a lot of people struggle with this body dysmorphia. And mine just happens to be not I think that I'm a lot bigger than I am. And so I, because of this, I don't know what I look like. I haven't looked in the mirror 
while I'm like not wearing clothes in months. Like I haven't seen myself fully unclothed in a mirror in a very, very long time because I just don't like to look at myself. And because of this and because of kind of how my brain is kind of tricked, I don't know what I look like in terms of buying clothes either. So when I'm looking for sizes, I know that I'm one size, but I always get a size up or two sizes up because I think I'm that. And then the clothes come in, the mail or whatever it is, I take it home without trying it on. And I'm like, oh, I can't even wear this. It's too big. But like, I just don't know what I look like. So it's it's such a weird little concept um, and a weird thing to go through because it seems like such an easy fix. Like, just look at yourself or get resized. But that can be so difficult for somebody who um, really struggles with that. And I think, although like I'm not currently struggling with it and I, I talk very freely about it, it's still something that I'm like, uh, like, oh, no, I don't want to look at myself. I don't, I don't want to like get sized on, I don't want to get my, my pants sized, like whatever it is. I don't know. Like it's, it's still, even if I'm the healthiest, healthiest mentally and physically, there's always going to be that one little like barrier, that one little like thing from your past that it's like, oh, stop. No, I can't do this. Ah, so like, I bet I could. And I feel like that'd be actually a really good, maybe I should make some goals on here and then you can all hold me accountable. Um, because I, yeah, even if it's not something I'm struggling with, it's still that little thing from the past that is just difficult. And I think that comes with really any insecurities. Um, but as I've grown up and as I've, like I said, as I've become more accustomed to anything that's going on with myself, I am really able to catch it, talk about it and let it go or address it, get help, like whatever it is, I've become really well equipped at knowing myself more than I think I've ever known myself. Um, And that's one of the biggest growth things that I've had in my lifetime, I think, is becoming really in tune with my thoughts and my body and my mind, like anything I can feel like I'm just really connected to myself. And that's something that I didn't always have that capacity to do. Um, But now that I am, when I do have these more, when I go through the disordered eating spout, um, I'm able to really handle, I'm able to handle it well, which is something I wasn't able to do um, in the past, which I'm very thankful for. Rome wasn't built in a day. And so I think if anyone's struggling with anything, it's going to take time and that is more time than you think. And it's always more time than you want it to. And even when you think you're at your peak and you're most in touch and in tune and healthiest you'll be, you still have room to grow. So that's something I'm excited to do this year and for the rest of my life is continue to grow because I think that body image issues is kind of going to be something I always struggle with, but it's going to be how I handle it and how I'm able to address it and what I'm able to do about it that's going to be the thing that changes. And so 
I, if you were to give me the same problems I had when I was 16, I think now I'd be able to handle it in a completely different light and be a lot more, okay, hi, I got a text, um, and be a lot more in tune with the right steps I need to take. And so that's something I'm really excited to continue to grow on and something I'm really proud of myself for being able to really develop in my lifetime because everyone has their own something going on. And I think as long as you know how to handle that something or you know what to do when that something comes up, then you're golden because no one's perfect and we're all just figuring it out and we're all just trying to grow and live our happy little lives. Um, like I said, I'm no expert on this. I'm really just sharing my own experiences. I'm very open about it. So if any of you have questions or want to pick my brain at all, feel free to DM the Instagram. It's okay. Yep. Podcast. Um, I'd be happy to just chat about it because it's a conversation that, um, I'm open to have with people and I, like to share my own experiences and maybe it'll help someone else or maybe it'll show them what they don't want to do and that will help them figure it out. Um, But I hope you all have a fantastic Thanksgiving and if you get some time off from school or work, have a fantastic break. Put yourself first. I'm rooting for you, like always. Um, I hope you have an impeccable rest of your day and please... Oh, also... Um, there's a Black Friday sale this week of shirts, and so while supplies last, you can get the tan shirts, the I'm rooting for you shirts for $5, and then the green shirts, the one that say, um, grab a treat or a cup of coffee and learn, listen, and laugh with me. Um, those ones are for $10, and so if you want to snag one of those for yourself or for a loved one, you have until Saturday to do so. So, um, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And join me next time on OK Yup. Thank you.